Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter? What's up, guys? Well, I was going to ask you, mm. is everything okay? <laughs> Why do you always ask me that? You're wearing black. As if I you would know, say otherwise if it wasn't. That's right. So it's We're like, here on the radio. No one cares about me. Nobody cares about our problems. That's right. That's right. That's so right. let's talk about sports. Okay. You look great. Thanks. I'm just, okay. uh, I'm wondering what's going on in Missoula because I've heard, I have asked 20 some people in my life how they're doing the last two days and yeah. every single one of them give me the same answer. I haven't slept in days. Interesting. You know what? I I woke up this morning, which I rarely do. Well, I do wake up in the morning, so I should say <laughs> qualify the statement. But at like five thirty, yeah. Now that's I two I, days in a row. I do not wake up at that time of day. So what what got me up? Uh, I don't really know. Actually, I do know. I won't explain to you all that went into it. But if you have small children, you can take your best guess as to why I was awake this morning. But awake in such a way that I wasn't going back to sleep, even though I tried. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird deal. It was uh, a little light this morning, though. Eh, who cares? Let's move on. Ken Palm, Coulter. Yep. Is, would you call it the industry standard of rankings for for college hoops? Who knows? I, you don't want to hear my opinion on okay. Ken Palm okay. or on any other analytics. Okay. But it is, it, uh, I would say it's the, uh, it's the, it's an influential piece of the media. I don't know if that necessarily means the industry. I think that there's a lot of coaches that buy it and a lot of coaches that don't. But all the coaches look at it, Re- whether they buy it or right. don't buy it. I think they're aware of it. And I, I do think they- I will say this: I do think there's some parts of Kempom that are really good because I think some analytics projections are stretching it a little bit. And I think that baseball specifically has gotten way too heavily analytics based. I think it's gotten to the point where people are now learning how to play baseball based on analytics. Right. 
Which Rather than then, letting the analytics be the byproduct of the game you're playing. Right. Yeah. And that, that part is somewhat, uh, I mean, honestly, scary because you're talking about computer extrapolations influencing human performance. But here nor there, I do think there's some parts of Ken Palm that are, are great, like um, usage rate and things like that, or yeah. you know, per, three-point percentage against. And like Northern Colorado, for example, I wouldn't have known Northern Colorado is so good at chasing people off the three-point line if it wasn't for... Ken Palm's statistical analysis. So I do think that there's some value in it. I also just think that sometimes if you go all in on analytics, I think it's just, it's a precarious situation. I'll say it like this. If you go all in on analytics, you might be able to use it to your advantage to be good enough to be the Houston Rockets, but you'll never, I'm serious (laughs) though, but you will never be good, but you'll never be good enough to actually win a championship. That takes so much more. Um, there's a bunch of different facets to uh, that Ken Palm does. They rank all kinds of things, different different sorts of things. But also, they have their actual own Ken Palm rankings, which are you know the the one through whatever it is, 360, based on all of the factors sort of coming together. David, I think, has done a nice job for us of distilling down what that is. Essentially, you're talking about the Ken Palm ranking being it's an efficiency based per possession measurement. Okay, that takes in the amount of points that you would score or allowed per possession or in a in a game that's adjusted for tempo and strength of schedule. So this is this is supposedly taking into consideration like, okay, you're scoring 95 points a game, but you're playing really bad teams. So against better teams, we're going to reduce that. Where do you fit now in a in a very layman's way? But they're doing it, like you said, with sabermetrics, with statistics, which is probably there's probably the best way to do it if you're going to do it what does that ultimately mean here's what it means for this game thursday for what it's worth northern colorado this is in the nation okay this is all this is irrespective of conference division anything like that northern colorado is ranked 83rd in the country they have the highest ken palm ranking in the big sky conference the montana grizzlies are 126th exactly one spot behind eastern washington a team who by the way they beat handily twice Northern Colorado is ranked ahead of teams like Iowa State, Oregon State, San Francisco, Georgia, and the Utah Utes. They're all below Northern Colorado. In, in, and, and again, the Kempom rankings also is supposed to sort of flatten things out. This is supposed to tell you which teams are actually good, which teams are actually okay, and which teams are actually bad. Regardless of, again, the conference, the competition, and so forth. It's supposed to supposedly take that into consideration. Uh, 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 consideration. I'm sit. I, I just. I'm not sure that I'm buying that if Northern Colorado plays Utah or Georgia, that they're going to be you know victorious in those basketball games. Now maybe are they, they are they ranked? Oh, oh right, because they're ranked ahead of those right. teams right now. Okay, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying. I, I'm not <laughs> saying they wouldn't win at times, but like to be thirty spots ahead of Utah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty significant. The, the hierarchy of college basketball and the way that it works in terms of building your non-conference, to me, it makes the not it makes the strength of schedule so hard to actually decipher. Because I think if you're a top 50 team and you're a you're Gonzaga, you're Duke, or you're North Carolina, you're gonna play your five cupcakes that you're gonna beat by 30 at home. Yeah. You're gonna play 10 pretty like opponents, maybe. Most of them where you're a slight favorite against. Then maybe you'll play in an invitational tournament or two. And then you play in the ACC or you play in the Big 12. And so the strength of schedule is just getting 
fortified all the time. Because no matter what, even if you're playing the worst team in the Big 12, you're still playing a team from the Big 12. I have such a hard time with it because, especially out West, there's some teams that they can't fill the non-conference schedule without either going on the road and playing a money game Mm -hmm. at a Power 5 that you're 99% going to lose, or welcoming Montana Tech to town. And it's accentuated when you're in Montana because Montana has such a hard time getting anyone of quality to come to Missoula. Mm-hmm. And it usually takes a home, home, and home to get even a UC Irvine to come here. Right. So to get games in November at home to break up when you're playing Washington, Oregon, and and New Mexico, you got to schedule Montana Tech, but then that automatically just kills your strength of schedule. Yeah. Look at Northern Colorado's schedule right now. And I think that's probably part of the reason why they are – Slightly ahead of Montana in this Ken Palm ranking. Also, Northern Colorado. I don't want to say, Coulter, that you're wrong on all of this, but <laughs> you're wrong because based on the strength, of, the non-conference strength of schedule, Montana's is significantly higher. It is higher than Northern, Northern Colorado. Colorado. That's, yeah. inter- that's interesting because that, well, that's, what, that's what I was going to say is that Montana played a harder schedule than what I'm looking at here. Northern Colorado did play Texas. They played Northern Iowa, they played West Virginia, but they also played... Montana's non-conference strength of schedule was 34th in the nation. Interesting. Northern Colorado was 150th. I think part of the gap is the fact that Northern Colorado has three more overall victories. Right. They had a winning record in the non-conference. They were 7-4 as opposed they're to 4-7. They're a 20 seven. team right now, aren't they? They're a 20 team. I think they're yeah. the only 21 team in the Big Sky Conference right now. So is Eastern Washington. And so that's right, Eastern Washington well, is as well. When yep. you look at these rankings, David, because you spend time with this stuff, you know this stuff. When you see Northern Colorado at 83, and of course they do have the head-to-head win over Montana. How much I don't know how much that is taken into consideration when you're putting this stuff together for Ken Paul. But what? How does this feel to you? Does this does this look like you're like yeah, Northern Colorado? Clearly the best team in the Big Sky Conference, the team that you would expect to you know ultimately come out of this thing. I think probably so. The other the other way to look at the Ken Palm ratings is that they measure possession by possession. So it doesn't matter what kind of style of basketball that you're playing and that like it measures how you're doing regardless of wins and losses. And right. I think the chasm between Northern Colorado and Montana, I just think that it speaks volumes in terms of what the perception is around those two teams. And something that I've been saying is that, that – we glossed over it in November, but I think the Montana Tech loss really looms large. And see, no doubt, I, one like thing very large. He, here's one thing that I think it's going to be killer for Montana's is, seeding. It's oh, going mean, it's going to cost them a line or two. No, I think they're going to be. I mean, you're absolutely right. They're not going anywhere. I'm not sure they're going anywhere, even with a win over Montana Tech. That's you true. know what I mean? But here's the one area, though, on the Ken Palm thing. You talk about the the the, the separation there again. 83rd is where Northern Colorado is. 126th is where the Grizzlies are. It also, this is an analysis of the entire season. And one thing that I don't think it takes into consideration is the progression that a team can make over time. And if ever there was a team that has gotten better over the course of the year, it's the 2019-2020 Montana Grizzlies. Ironic that Montana Tech loss will be the thing that kills them in the seeding and also was the thing that was the turning point of their season. See, I would be so interested because this does take heavily into consideration on conference and all that. 
what if we started at Big Sky Conference play or just conference play in general across the country, how those how these rankings would shake out at that point. So another interesting thing about these Ken Palm ratings is they measure luck. And one of the big things that people have said all season is that Montana has been one of the most fortunate teams when it comes to luck. And interestingly, now, how, how do you measure luck exactly? Well, I mean, Montana. I mean, what did David say is cor- correct? Because Montana got lucky with Matt Hauser and Sal Nuhu both being out when mm. Portland State played in Missoula. They also got lucky with Jarek Harding being a scratch seven minutes before tip when Weber State played in Missoula. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Well, interestingly, Northern Colorado is ranked 292nd in luck in the country, and Montana is 68th. Interesting. And, and also- Eastern Washington is fifth. And, and and also and also too to to further David's point too, when you look at it, Montana might have the thirty fourth hardest strength of schedule in the country, but Montana had no good or non conference right. They had no yeah. good wins in their non conference. Right. right. I mean, Northern Colorado might have played a slightly weaker, but they beat Wyoming. I know Wyoming's a little bit down. Sorry, David. But Denver very and, down. Right. I mean they're very down. They lost by twenty to Northern Colorado. So I mean they're very down. Um, but I mean they they beat Denver, who's always you know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's better than Montana Northern, Montana State Northern. You know, it's a better win than that. Is it better to beat Denver or lose to Arkansas? I mean, I think that's the eternal question, right? right? Exactly. And again, I think another thing that Northern Colorado is getting credit for is that they were competitive in a lot of their games against bigger opponents. Right, right. Montana, if you're watching those games, they they were never even close. Right, and Montana was a little in it early with Stanford. Stanford, Other than that, they were not in it with Washington or Oregon or New Mexico. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, Northern Colorado went to overtime with Northern Iowa. They, I think they lost by six or seven to West Virginia. So they were actually in games. So yeah, I know it's 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 definitely um, here. Here's the here's the thing. I think that so much of this season has been a calculated plan by Travis Dekir. In other words, the last two years, I really do think the Grizz were chasing not just the Big Sky Conference Championship, but as high a seat as they possibly could have gotten. And they couldn't, I think a lot of that actually affected their mentality in terms of the pressure that they harbored going into money games. Yeah. And they didn't play loose like they needed to, and they lost every single one of them. And that's what cost them getting higher than a 14 seed or in last year's case, a 15 seed. Whereas this Grizz team, I think Travis Secure all along has been like, we're going to play a powerhouse non-conference and we're going to figure out how to play for first place from stem to stern. And if and when we can make a run through the Big Sky Tournament, we don't care if we get a 16 seed because that's going to be the best thing that's for the program. Imagine if this core of guys gets to the tournament this year. Just getting there yeah. is going to be so huge. Obviously, you'd want to win for your seniors, but I think the the three seniors Montana has are mature enough to understand their contributions to the program as a whole and to understand that they might be laying the foundation for something a lot greater. Like imagine if you could actually keep the core together of the young guys. Where will they be at in several years totally. if they get to play in the tournament this year? That, ex- in, that experience is invaluable. Stutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Can I offer you what I think might be one of the potentially great ironies that I that I could think of. What if mm-hmm. the loss to Montana Tech, if Montana was to, to win the, the conference tournament, the loss to Montana Tech looms so large and maybe Montana loses another game, maybe, you know, in the regular season here. Right. Whatever. 
that they actually have to play as a 16 seed in the first four and actually get the first win in for the Big Sky oh. Conference in a decade plus because they are actually f- so much further down the list of where they've been the last two seasons on the on the 68 team bracket. I mean, that's the reason why the whole statistic that is longest streak among conferences to not win a tournament game is dumb because there's yes. a couple other conferences. That have only beat that have 16, only beat 16 seats, yes. seats. Right. So my, the Big Sky has the Big Sky ever had a team in that game? No, ever? I don't think. I, I'm not sure. I can't remember the last time the Big Sky actually had a 16. The Big Sky has been stuck at 14, 15 since Montana got the 12. I guess no, they've been stuck at 14, 15 since Some, Will Cherry and those guys got the 13. Mm. They played New Mexico and then Syracuse both times. Actually, the New Mexico game went okay. Yeah, Syracuse, Syracuse game go. did not, and it's been 14 plus since then. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. I got I got one more question. Can I steer this ship just a little bit uh, yeah. to the side here? David? No. I don't know that you want me asking you this question, and you don't know that I'm going to ask you this question. I don't even know that you know that I know this, but I did notice it today. You walked in this morning to work with Eggo waffles out of the box, like just in your hands, like you were just carrying waffles for breakfast into the office. Is that were they were they frozen still? Had you cooked them? What happened with the waffles? I had toasted them at my house this morning. But you didn't eat them at your house. Well, because I was in a rush to get to the office. <laughs> oh, man. Now, let me tell you a little story about David, because I had a suspicion that this might be the case where you're like, I got time to cook them. I need to eat, but I can't eat them here. I've got to go. You asked me to give you a ride one day. I went to your house. I called you, said, hey, I'm here. You said, okay, great. It's snowing. It's soaking wet outside. You come outside, backpack on, jacket on, sweat, sweatshirt, socks, and no shoes. You're carrying your shoes, walking through the soaking wet driveway to get in the car. I said, David, why? you're going to have wet socks all day. Why didn't you put your shoes on? And you said, I just didn't want you to have to wait, which is tremendously courteous on your part, I must say, but unnecessary. I mean, you couldn't have eaten the waffles. You couldn't have put your shoes on to keep your socks dry for the day. I mean, I, I was just trying to, you know, get to work. <laughs> 
No syrup, man. We need to teach this guy the secrets. I don't like syrup. I don't like uh, syrup. Really? Okay, so you just go straight butter. They they were buttered. Yes. Okay. Very good. Do tell me what what a tonight is for you. Just open the window a little bit on our steam producer. <laughs> to circle back around and finish this up. Oh, okay. Yeah, sports. I, I I understand why Northern Colorado's ranked significantly higher than Montana yeah. in this. Uh, I even understand why Eastern Washington and Montana are kind of backed up against each other. The Big Sky is such a it's such, it's is the Big Sky when it comes to the conference tournament, especially over the last fifteen or so years, is different than almost every other tournament at the mid major level because. I'm not just saying this because we're on the radio in Missoula and on, on the television around the state of Montana. The favorite in the Big Sky Tournament is the Grizzlies, if the Grizzlies are in the Big Sky Tournament, period. So you can pull out all the analytics, all the things. It does not matter when the Grizz have been the sixth seed like they were under Don Holst, they still win it. When they're the three seed like they were under Larry Kostowiak, they win it. When they're the one seed like they've been under Travis Takir the last two years, they win it. And when they don't win it, the only other team that wins it is Weber State. And so, <laughs> I mean, what, what, is, what was the stat that I came up with the other day? Since 1991, the Grizz have played for 20 Big Sky Tournament championships, and Weber State has played for 18. So out of the last 30, the Grizz have played for 20, and Weber has played for 18, and they played each other probably 10 times amongst those times. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a pretty safe bet to pencil the Grizz at least into the championship game. I, that said, I do think that Northern Colorado, I think Jeff Linder is a, a tremendous coach. Mm. I think his <laughs> sideline antics are spectacular to watch, oftentimes exhausting. He doesn't necessarily have the command that he needs. He goes crazy, but he gets his guys to play their absolute butts off. You know, I, I got to say about Coach Linder, I, I I think I've interviewed Coach Linder once or maybe even twice on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And... Listen, it's very rare that you have a bad experience interviewing a coach, even if you're like, well, I'm not sure about him as a coach or whatever. Sometimes when you're sure. trying to, but these guys are, are they're doing it. They're, they're yep. great to talk to. And I've always been impressed with him talking to him. But the first time I ever came across Jeff Linder was him coaching in a game on a sideline. And I said, you have got to be kidding me. He's like, crazy. He, he, this team is going to lose every game they ever play for as long as he's the coach. Like he, he I mean, it's really it. It. it, it if that's the only picture that you have of it, it is a it is a to me resoundingly negative one. Mm-hmm. Just period. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, clearly there's more than meets the eye. No doubt. Because he gets players who play for him. Like no doubt. It, it's if you are just the stamping around coach and there's nothing else there, it it's not gonna go well. I don't care who it is. Totally. So I, I have to give Coach Linder credit and and also uh if if and when you watch him tomorrow night, uh, keep that in mind because when you're especially on the road, fans look at him and go, "Get this guy out of here!" You it, know, it, it takes a certain maturation process too. I often think a lot of times when guys are first time head coaches, they go way more crazy because they just think that's how it's supposed to be. They done. become a caricature of the position that they are, which is a head coach. I used to th- talk to Brian Fisher about this all the time because you know Fish. I mean, Fish yeah. is as yep. funny and cool of a guy as you'll ever meet. Yeah. Going to Fish's office is like Christmas. I mean, it's great. <laughs> but 
he would just go ballistic during games. I mean, just going insane, screaming right. at guys until they would look at him during the course of the game, and then they would get burned on defense and then get yelled at even more. Right. It was amazing. And he did actually hone it in a little bit. Actually, last year I thought, unfortunately, when his daughter passed away and he was mm-hmm. going through a lot of emotional stuff, mm-hmm. he reined it in a ton, and his guys played super hard for him, and that's why they won, I think, six out of eight down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And they you know, they lost the tiebreaker, so they didn't get a bye, even though they probably actually were one of the four best yeah. teams. But regardless, I mean, we've seen it at Idaho right now, too. That first time I ever watched Zach Klaus coach, I mean, he's an interim coach trying to fight for his job. He finally did get the interim tag removed, yep. but yep. the guy just goes insane. Yeah. But I think Linder has matured a little bit in that realm. But Linder, the thing I respect about him the most is when you, we talk about this Grizz Greats, the coaching tree, yep. and we've talked about Stu Morrill and what's come after him, Don Verland, Idaho, right. Randy Ray, did we were saying, sure. well, Linder is a disciple of Randy Ray. Mm. The thing that I respect about Linder the most, his teams look nothing like a Stu Morrill team, a Ray Ray team, a Don Verlin team, none of that. His teams look completely unique. They're like a Jeff Linder team. Mm-hmm. They find high-usage players to run on the ball. They run a bunch of ball screen stuff on offense. And on defense, they deny you better than anybody maybe in the country on the perimeter, limit your three-point shots. And so I think the fact that he's crafted his own style in such a short amount of time, he's also won 20 games multiple times. He's also won a postseason tournament. He's a hot name in the coaching business right now. He hasn't won the big sky either the regular season or the tournament, but he's a guy that's on a lot of lists. I mean, I've heard rumblings that he's on a short list at Boise State. He's a guy that he's a rising star in the coaching business, and I respect him for being original despite the coaching tree that he came from. Yeah. Stu Telenuanis, 102.9 ESPN Radio. It's going to be a fun game tomorrow night. Would you like to go? Why don't you give us a call right now? 329-1899. We got a pair of tickets for you. Caller number three to 329-1899. You call us right now. You got yourself a pair of tickets to the Grizzly Northern Colorado men's basketball game tomorrow night in Missoula. Uh, we will happily send you and your friend or significant other or some stranger you meet downtown sometime. I mean, that's the way I'd like to do it. Just find hey, you want to go to the Grizz game? You want to sit next to me at the Grizz game? Let's do it. It's a great way to make a new friend. 329-1899. We'll do that. Up next, Todd Johnson from FC Missoula. Going to help us? You got kids out there? You stick around. Going to help us with these kids. Get them outside here in the spring next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport. Easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Doors always open at my house. You know that. Todd Johnson in studio uh, with us from FC Missoula. Todd, where are you at on their caffeine intake? You need some? You need a little help? What's well, going on? No, but I, I need to paint a decent picture since we're on the radio. Yeah, we can't yeah. see this can. Theater it of the mind. truly looks, I don't know if I can use this word, shot glass on the yeah, radio. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, sure. it's really that size. 
It's potent. So, we'll leave the logos that, out. But yeah, there you go. so that's there fairly is. that's fairly good stuff. They, I've never tried one of those. I might need. That's caramel. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I, you know, I got, I got <laughs> deceived by the uh, the front. Zero sugar, forty calories, five grams of protein. Those are all great things. Sure. Yeah. Well, good luck with. I that. I mean, usually the coffee drinks have like three hundred calories yeah. and like yeah. ten thousand grams hey, of sugar. But you enjoy the ride, man. Yeah. You, you got eight hours of work in front. I mean, of you. I do have eight hours of work in front of me. That's the unfortunate part. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. here we go. Excellent. Uh, Todd, welcome in, man. Good yeah, to have you back. Good to see it's you again. our uh, youth sports segment brought to us by Pepsi Cola of Western Montana. We do this every, we normally do this on uh, the first Tuesday of every month. We do it on the first Wednesday to get the schedule right here with Todd so we could come down. But Todd, you are uh, uh, the president of FC Missoula. You've been in here before with us, so we appreciate you coming in today. But it's uh, it's March, man, and it is it is ever so gently starting to warm up a little bit out there. Mm-hmm. We're seeing some grass and so forth and so on. I know that makes soccer players pretty happy. And uh, as we head into the season and the spring, t- well, first of all, tell us about FC Missoula in general. I think everybody's aware of you know football club Missoula, et cetera, and so forth. But sort of all the different things, a broad broad view here on uh, on the club and what you do. You bet. So obviously, so this is my third third year as president yeah. within the club, and. Um, it's a it's a youth soccer sports club. Uh, we, age range is anywhere from uh, eight nine years old all the way up to um, high school. Yeah, and you know we've we've had a, a, a just a wonderful when I when I say club I really should say family because we have roughly nine teams uh, that are going to launch into the spring twenty twenty. Um, uh, some of them play. Um, competitive, like truly competitive soccer, meaning like league around Montana through Montana Youth Soccer Association. That yeah. you know the young, the younger kids, boys and girls are getting involved with just doing some some practicing and some friendlies around Missoula as they kind of, kind of you know you know you bridge that gap from recreational soccer from YMCA to to club competitive. And, yeah, and there's yeah. a big difference in not only competitiveness but also with cost. And so mm. you just want to take it slowly but surely. And and I think you know from our club perspective, we do a good job of that. And that's why I call it a family. And, um, you know, it's like you were saying, launching into spring this year. I remember sitting here a year ago, and I think the scenario is a little bit different with the weather. I think we saw some more white stuff out yeah. there. And, yeah. and this has been an unbelievable <laughs> winter time right. where um, I think we're going to be able to get outside, yeah. right? As opposed to doing gym practice inside. So, yeah. you know, everything is good. And can I say just really quickly, like you said at the front of the show, is um, with Pepsi, um, 406, Jevin Staples, who kind of leads the show um, here here in Missoula for, uh, for for Pepsi, they have been a huge part of our family uh, coming into the second year, and I couldn't say enough of, of local Pepsi and what they've done um, for our club. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, that's why... That's why we're doing this. It's because of them. So it's uh, it's it's awesome. And it's great, I think, to help for the community. Any, everybody in Western Montana didn't know what's going on, because I think sometimes you... If, if you don't know, you don't know. And then you go, well, where do I go to look for stuff? So this is perfect. Coulter, you, you go ahead. Tell us how people can get involved because obviously signing up your kids is a big part of this equation, but you guys probably need help from the adult perspective too, officials, coaches, things like that. So what are all the ways that people can get involved with FC Missoula, just soccer in the Missoula community in general? No doubt about it, Coulter. So there, there's a lot of different ways for, for, again, as a family to get together and help each other out. So, you know, obviously, first and foremost, we're here for our kids. That's why we exist. And so we want to make sure that we want to create an ultimate environment where, number one, they have fun in a a competitive landscape, I guess you want to call it. 
And, and just when they leave our club, whenever that is, if it's two years, four years, six years down the road, it's like, man, I'm, I learned a lot, right? And not just like kicking the ball on the field, but just um, teamwork, you know, confidence, everything that goes along with it. We talked about this last yeah. year, right? You know, how you develop as a youth. Right. So, but parents, I mean, parents are getting involved on number one, supporting their kid, but number two, becoming referees. We're asking kids, our athletes to be referees mm. once they get to a certain point so they can better understand the game yeah. and that kind of stuff. So, there, you know, and of course our coaches are amazing. Our managers are amazing, which of course are um, parents of players. So it truly is this, this ultimate, like everyone helps each other out. When it comes to the schedule and the cycle, I guess, of what a, a year and the seasonality of soccer in Montana, what that looks like. How does that set up for FC Missoula? You bet. So there's two different seasons. Um, the, the dominant, the bigger season is going to be what's coming. We're coming into spring. Yeah. And then obviously we'll have a, we have a lesser of uh, with the fall simply because high school soccer um, ramps up so they don't play club. Mm-hmm. So basically all levels of age are going to play in the spring. Like I said, we have the kids that are probably not competing in league play out around Montana. Uh, kids are probably eight, nine, ten years old, aren't doing that yet, but they're doing friendlies, you know, with Strikers, Missoula, um, Polson, down in the Bitterroot, and then of course we've got the older kids doing league play. So it's funny you mentioned this today. Um, I had to go through the entire schedule because last weekend we had a scheduling meeting in Helena to make sure we uh, have teams that are doing MISA League, Montana Youth Soccer Association that geographically they're going where they want to go. Competitively, they're playing people that they want to play with. And so that is done. So now practice is start, gym time, outside eventually, and then league starts up in early April. That'll go all the way through first part of June and throw that in with some tournaments here in Montana and also out in western Idaho and Washington. For for families who have maybe been on the mountains for the last uh, couple of months here and are just starting to kind of, oh, yeah, it's starting to be spring, especially for some of those youngsters, those 8- to 10-year-olds, is there time for them to still maybe get on and get in and be No a doubt part about it. it. So, you, you know, um, first and foremost, uh, fcmissoula.com is where you go. That's, you're going to land us on or you're going to get landed on our website. Uh, right underneath uh, the banner, we have a wonderful picture of our 2008 girls. This is coached by by Gordon King, amazing guy, amazing team, and and that's kind of how you start the process. And as soon as you get on there, you're going to see that my contact information is yeah. on there. So if you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Since the last time you were here, the, one of the biggest stories of last summer, sports-wise, period, was the Women's World Cup team. And the stars that those girls all became, have you seen an uptick in interest in soccer, especially on the female side of things? There's, there's no doubt about it, you know, and, and, and that's a great point. So a lot of our our girls, um, you know, want to emulate, right? They, they, I mean, they look up to, that's their mentor. Mm-hmm. And there's no doubt that having that, and that's what I love about the game of soccer, is the positive leadership that these and I still call them youth, even though they're like in their 20s. Um, I mean, they've dominated the game, but they also create this positivity and just teamwork mentality, which is what we try to get our our kids to do, boys or girls, yeah. right? So, yeah. yeah. Well, I know when you get into, uh, uh, you know, league soccer and, and club soccer at the older ages, high school level and stuff, it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. It's very serious. And, and, and you're working at that. One thing I really love though, about the kind of the younger level, the younger kids in this is sometimes it's like, 
well, who's the person who can be there, whether or not they know anything about whatever the sport is. And it's, it's sort of a, a broadly like a babysitting session that surrounds whether it's a basketball game or a, you know, a, a, a skating or whatever it might be. This is super fun, I think, for the young kids, but it's also organized and it's also learning the sport. So it's serious in that sense, but not obviously to the extraction of the fun that they're still going to have doing it in an organized and sort of directed way, right? Totally. Yeah, and, and that's the great thing about um, at least the way our club is run is you can have every facet of competitiveness. You yeah. can have truly still kind of a recreational YMCA, a step up and above, right? But then you have these teams or these players that want to play at a premier level. And we want to be able to afford every player and every team um, whatever road that they want to take, you know? And and going back to to Pepsi, Pepsi 406 is because of their sponsorship, it allows us the opportunity to do things with teams and players to take them to the next level whatever that may be. Right. Well, that that is fantastic. You got kids out there, boys and girls. You got grandkids uh, running around, nieces, nephews. Go to fcmissoula.com. Look at all the different things they have because it is there's a broad scope and range of places to get connected, as Coulter and, and, and Todd have both pointed out, not just for the kids to play, but also for, for parents to be involved and find a fun thing to kind of connect on outside and uh, and being active, playing a sport. It's a great thing. Todd Johnson from FC Missoula. Todd, thanks so much for being here again, man. Good to see you. Thanks, Brian. The sports segment is brought to us by Pepsi Cola of Missoula. Pepsi Cola of Missoula, proud supporters of youth athletics. We'll take a quick break. Give us a call. 329-1899. I got my favorite set of questions that I've ever had. Ever? Ever for Wing It Wednesday. Right now. 329-1899. Coulter, you are going to be so mad at me. And I cannot wait for this. 329-1899. We got wings for you. To the Desperado, we'll do a little trivia right after this. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Coulter, uh, next week, (laughs) by the way, Coulter is going to be in Boise all week long. Yep. Okay. I will be heading down. Uh, on Wednesday, and we'll be doing. Coulter will be there doing the show remotely from uh, there Monday and Tuesday. I will be in the studio, and then we will both be remotely doing the show there. We'll have the show all week long. It's going to be great. Really looking forward to this. Also, again, want to remind everybody: go on to ESPN.com and join the Two Telling Nuanas group for March Madness. Okay, the group has already been made. I do want to point out, and I am going to try and fix this. 
you know Colt and I'm a complete dope when it comes to technology. I can't even text. I mean, it's just, it's a miserable thing here. So. It's all a choice. All of the history. Like all of the past groups that were also named Tutel and Nuanas, Tutel and Nuanas 2019, 2018, sure. are also like they're still available and you could do the thing. I mean, I understand what they want to do. Like if you're in this group with your buddies and you just do the same group every single year with these, you know, 15 people or whatever it is for the March Madness tournament, I'm talking about the bracket challenge. Did I even tell people that? I'm losing my mind. Anyway, they're there and then you can just click into them and be in them again. But this is a whole separate brand new group again this year. Okay. So you got to get into the newest group, which is the two telling Nuanas group for 2020. It's just called two telling Nuanas. But you go on to ESPN.com, you go to the fantasy, you know, the page or whatever it is and click on the tournament challenge and it will take you there and you get into the two telling Nuanas uh, group. And in that group, in that group, you're going to have an opportunity for free, of course, the entry is for free, to win a prize package, which is uh, made, it's going to go to three different winners, $500, though, in total, coming from the Paradise Falls, from the Aspen Sound, and then straight cash homie, 225 bucks, something like that, 250 from us here at the station, because we like you. Okay, we're going to divvy all that up. The most goes to the winner, second most to the second winner, third most to the third winner, and all the rest of us get zilch. But isn't it fun to play? I mean, this is the point of the whole thing. It's March Madness. There's a group on here that's called Two Tell for Life or Whatever. Yeah, that sounds right. Did you create that? I don't think so. Uh, that sounds like a, something that my sister might have done once upon a time. Uh, and there's a certain level of malaise and indifference on the, you know, that you got to add, like, you know, you get all raw rod on the two tail for life. And then you say, whatever, you know, kind of, yeah, you, maybe, maybe not. You guys loved yourselves. Well, one thing you can't say about the two, there's no lack for confidence Two tell me one one two nine ESPN radio. Happy to be with you. Hey, if you want to do a wing at Wednesday, give us a call. 329-1899. We will uh, get you some wings over to the Desperado Sports Tavern. You go over there, have the best wings in the city of Missoula, according to uh, you, the voting public. My questions all revolve around Boise uh, for, I think, pretty obvious reasons. Coulters all revolve around what? M tournament MVPs yep. in the Big Sky Tower? In the, in the Big Sky Tournament MVPs? In the Big Sky Tournament, yeah. Okay. Speaking of Boise, yeah. uh, real quick, I said when we were talking about Jeff Linder, I said that he was a name that had been floated uh, at Boise State, and I have to amend that comment. It's not as if Leon Rice is on the hot seat at Boise State. He's actually done a great job at Boise State. Leon Rice was just one of the hot names before Washington State hired Kyle Smith. So with it, then there was a lot of speculation within the Big Sky Conference that if and when Leon Rice moved on, to Washington State that Jeff Linder would go there. The one other piece that is the connecting factor there is that Jeff Linder spent time at Boise State after his time at Weaver State. So mm. he's he's a fit there as well. So not implying that Leon Rice is going to get fired or that they would hire Jeff Linder to replace him unless, of course, he moved on to a different job. Right, right. Uh, well, it's you know good to get the thing straightened out. You know, Coulter, you got to do that. When it comes to this tournament, Coulter, this year, it is. it seems to me, though, that last year's team, you know, we've been so impressed with this Montana Grizzly team this season because the expectations were different. But we've talked about this all the time. We talk about this, especially in the NFL all the time. 
guys who come into the league that you expect to be great and they're only very good, you're like, well, this guy stinks. Well, no, he doesn't stink. He's very good. He's just not the the greatest of all time like you were putting it on him to be. And then other guys who you think nothing of all of a sudden show up and play really well and you think, how great is this guy? Well, he, if you took it objectively, you'd be like, yeah, he's a good player, but it's just because he's playing way over the expectation that you had for him. Montana is, by ranking, by standings as it is right now, the best team in the Big Sky Conference. Okay, mm-hmm. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. They're also, are they are they exactly on pace of what the team did last year in terms of the Big Sky? Were they 16-4 and four last year's uh, yep. Big Sky team? Yes, they would, they, so, would, they would equal the league record, the league win total of each of the last two years. Granted, two years ago, it was an 18-game schedule, 16-2. and two, But either way, they could mm. equal the 16 wins that the team had each each of the last two years. My only uh, the, the only thing I'm I'm just sort of trying to get to is that we are so impressed with this Montana Grizzly team, and I think rightfully so. Mm-hmm. When we get to the tournament and everything changes at the tournament, as we know, yep. I still maintain that it would that it was not is nothing like a sure bet. Nothing is in the tournament. But it was so much more likely, even with what was a grind and a struggle at times and, you know, nothing like the clean fluidity. And we know all the changing starting lineups that took place and everything like because of injury and so forth. Last year's team seemed so much more likely to just go out and just figure it out and win the tournament anyway than this year's team. And if you ask me to pick a team to win the tournament, I'm not saying I wouldn't pick Montana this year. But what I am saying is. This, to me, is just as wide open as it gets. And after the first day of the tournament, when all the te- the five teams have the buys, have the buys, when we get into the round where there's eight teams left, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. Nothing will surprise me. Like, there's almost no outcome that I'm going to sit here and go, I mean, who's the number eight team going to be? Weber State? You know, what if they play Northern Colorado or Eastern Washington or Montana, who's a one seed, and they win that game? I'm, I mean, Weber State right now sitting in ninth. Okay, so, I mean, so they, I mean, this all comes down to their health yeah. at this point. Yeah. But uh, I agree with everything you just said, except for one thing. The one thing that would surprise me is if Montana lost in the first day. Period. Oh, plenty more coming on this. It's two telling the one is one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Hour one in the book. Straight ahead, our ESPN Roundtable. Kendall Manuel, Saeed Pridget. Two of the great players, the University of Montana, and two of the reasons that Coulter has made this bold statement. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, We have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 